Hello, happy campers. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the jungle at long, long last. The, our great national drought is over. Spike here. Chris here. And the show is geeking out because Kevin Smith can't have none. Oh, it's been a long three weeks. Dude, yes, 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 yes. Here at Casa del Sol, or whatever we want to call it out here. But... Uh, <laughs> Here in Kentucky, we've been dealing with snow and ice and snow and ice and cold weather that won't friggin' stop. Yeah. Fun now, times. Now, when, when last we left our intrepid explorers here, we were saying goodbye to Betty White and good riddance to 2021 and hoping that 2022, because somebody on this show was stupid enough to open his big, fat, stupid mouth and hope that 2022 would come out, work out better than 2021 did. And Are you pointing it, at me? You no, at me? I'm okay. pointing at me, as a matter oh. of fact. See, I've got my finger pointing right to myself. Well, technically, because in, I also thought. In, in short order, we had more lockdowns. We had, and then we lost, let's see, we lost, uh, we lost Bob Saget. We, we lost, lost Meatloaf. We, we got, lost Louis Anderson. We got, uh. Yeah, Meatloaf died at 74 years old. Sidney Portier died at 94. Uh, Bob Saget at 65. And Louis Anderson at 68. So, so 2022, you can stop teabagging us anytime you want now. And now news coming out that M&M's has a, a new transgender character. Have you seen this one? <laughs> he identifies as a skill. So it's... It's been a long year already, and we're just three weeks in. That's the worst part. <laughs> Anywho. All right, so. That was funny. As I said, 2022 has been off to a rough start. But we do have some business we need to finish before we get into your stack O stuff. Uh, namely, your geek card. As... Everybody now knows I took away your geek card back for, back around <laughs> Christmas time because you blew it on 90s trivia, you little... Oh, oh. yes, I know. And I know. she who must not be named kicked your hiney around the block on that. So, so as a result, you lost your geek card. And then on our last episode three weeks ago, we did Chris's, quote, best of 2021, end quote, <laughs> and worst, I'll admit, you said it was best and worst, but, and you decided that better, even though 2021 movies ended on a really, really, really strong note. I mean, we got Ghostbusters Afterlife, yes, which was, yes. for me, the first true sequel to the original Ghostbusters, the first one they that lived a, up to they it. They did a heck of a job on that one. And job. and Spider Man No Way Home, which I had to admit, despite everything it had going against it, yes. by golly, was just an absolute love letter to the fans. Yes, you said neither one of those, both of them sucked pond water. Neither I one could, neither no, one stood no, up to the no, best movie no, of the year, according no, to Chris. I did not say that at all. In Canto, I said, I said my exact words were, it was a hard choice on which order to put these movies. Okay, yes, I picked Encanto for number one spot. I believe Spider-Man came in number two, and Ghostbusters came in number three. Now, again, my reasons for this is because Encanto was uh, 
you know, it's original. It's 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 different. It's it's like I can watch it, and so far I've watched it a dozen times. Same thing with Ghostbusters and Spider-Man. I can watch those a dozen times as well. But I can also nitpick on a couple of problems that I had with Spider-Man and with Ghostbusters. I couldn't with this movie. Also, even though I will watch these movies again, I will also say that there are certain scenes that I don't mind fast-forwarding through to get to the best parts. I can't with this one. That's why I went with Encanto as number one. Anyways. Are you through? Yeah, yeah, Are you yeah, done? yeah, yeah. I'm, Are okay. you done I'm, now? I'm, 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 I have you finished making a mockery of Geek and Elf? Okay, okay. All right. I apologize. I have your geek card in my hand right here. <laughs> and this is my poop wiping hand, too. So, buddy, this oh, is... Oh, come on. Yes, buddy. So. I had to put it in a poop hand. Gook. Gook. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Geeking out. Getting your geek card back to you. Okay. I told you three weeks ago, I'm going to have to edit this thing, ain't I? Anyway, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Three weeks ago, I said I would sit down and watch Encanto. And then the next time we got together to do an episode of Geeking Out, we would discuss it, and I would decide whether to give you back your geek card or not. Oh, boy. Here we okay. go. Now, understand, at the time, I did not say that I had to agree that Encanto had, was the number one movie of the year in order to get your geek, and out, get your geek card back, okay? Yes. And it's a good thing, too, because... <laughs> all right, let me, let me say this. Uh, something you have to understand when you're doing... When you're telling a story, it doesn't matter whether you're telling a story around a campfire or in 8K ultra-high definition on a, on a 20-foot vertical or a 20-foot diagonal screen, doesn't matter what how you're telling your story. You have to know your audience because your audience is going to be bringing baggage in. Okay, Your audience all carries baggage with them everywhere. Emotional baggage, intellectual baggage, social baggage, okay, societal baggage. Your audience will bring baggage along with you. And I bring baggage with me because I've told people before, all y'all know... That when you, you talk to, if you've got a complaint about me, you have to go to my left because there's nobody to my right, politically, okay? So, with this, when the movie starts, what's the first thing we see after the opening? It's a Hispanic family trying to cross a river. Oh, pursued by a bunch of guys on horseback. I'm not saying that's the Border Patrol, but come on, we're crossing a river. Oh, my goodness. And guys are oh. after him on horseback. Okay, so the daddy slash husband of this family turns around, goes back, and disappears into the ether. I don't know what. They don't discuss that, I guess. They don't talk about Bruno either, for all that matter. But anyway. So, again, we're bringing baggage into it, so instantly I'm on my guard, and I'm like, oh boy, it's going to be one of those movies. Now, hold on. Having said that, this is why the movie got buried when it came out. It, it got buried because people got to that scene right at the beginning, 
and they have been hypersensitized by our modern pop culture's driven society. They just knee jerk, left and right. All right. So the left are like, oh, those poor people, and the and the right is like, oh, those poor border patrol guys. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, they, they probably they may not have even been crossing the border. Okay. Although I'm pretty sure the writers would have were insinuating it. They never come out and explicitly say it because they never come out and explicitly say it. But so you've got your audience is now now has their guard up and is looking at the rest of the movie like, what is this crap they're going to be dumping in my lap for the next hour and a half? Two hours, as a matter of fact, I think the movie is. Movie long. It didn't help with Lin-Manuel Miranda, okay? Here's the other piece of baggage I brought in. I am not a fan of musicals. Yeah, I despise I despise musicals. You know why? Why do I despise musicals, Chris? Do you know? I know I've told you before. Why does Spike des despise musicals? He despises musicals because people tend to put music pieces in randomly just so they can call it a musical. Okay? Sometimes it works. Out of all of the studios in Hollywood, there are two studios that have always gone above and beyond with musicals. One better than the other. MGM used to be great at musicals and have kind of struggled here for the last five, six decades. Honestly, MGM's, MGM's struggled on everything for the last five or six years, but any, or decades. Disney was the one that always managed to keep the flame going when it comes to musicals. That's why so many Disney projects have turned into Broadway musicals over the years, okay? It kind of worked with The Little Mermaid. It did work with The Lion King. Lion King wouldn't be what it was. If I say Hakuna Matata, everybody knows that song, okay? That's a successful musical, okay? A Whole New World, Latin. Okay, there you go. You got a friend in me. You got a friend See, in me. See, you know these things. That's the, that's the point of an effective musical. When the musical numbers contribute to the development of a character, when they explain motivations, when they advance the plot, when they help develop character, when they have meaning, when they relate to the script in which this musical piece is attached, then it becomes an effective musical. Over the Rainbow? What, Wizard of Oz. what would the Wizard of Oz be without Over the Rainbow? Or If I Only Had a Brain? All these things. That's that's the sugar. That's the, yes, Mary Poppins. See all, all kinds of these things. Now, Lin Manuel Miranda, and I'm guessing I'm pronouncing this name correctly. All right, but he's the guy who is behind Hamilton, and I'm just going to go ahead and say Moana. it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Hamilton was no great shakes. I did not like the. I did not really? like the movie. I did not like oh, wow. the play. I certainly did not like the musical numbers because they seemed like they were inserted. At least they had some tangen tangential relationship to the script. But everything he's done since then, Moana, I've seen Moana, and I fast-forwarded through. I gave all the musical numbers to the count of ten to show me, some, show me a reason to sit through it. 
It's why I don't see, that's why I don't watch these musical things in theaters. I watch them at home where I can fast forward through the musical parts because 90% of them are crap, okay? Moana, you can skip the musical parts and you still got the story. You know the story, flat down. That's the problem with Encanto. You can, and I did, I skipped every single musical number. I gave it to the count of 10 and then I skipped them and I didn't miss a thing. Because I actually went back through and watched some of the musical numbers and gave it like a minute to see, okay, what am I missing here? Didn't miss a thing, okay? You can say it sat there and expanded upon the plot. No, it did not. It didn't. You can catch everything you needed to know from the, when I was fast forwarding through it, I could see the little motions on the screen and everything. I could tell what was going on. I didn't need the music. Okay, the music told me nothing. The music wasted time. What well, would have been, I think, uh, I think Encanto was like an hour and 35 or 40 minutes. It's like a 90 or 100 minute movie. I had, I, I watched it in under an hour. Because I just, I just skipped the music stuff and I got this, I got the story, okay? And the thing is, the story is not bad. Once you get past the triggering at the beginning, which was put there, I think, on purpose. See, I never saw it like that. I know you didn't see it like that because, like I said, we each bring our own baggage to it, okay? I'm more politically active than you are, okay? That's why I brought that baggage in and I got triggered by it. But I recognized my triggering. I almost put the movie down. I was like, I can't do this. And I was like, no, I promised Chris I would watch it. So I did go through and I watched it. And... <laughs> It, I got to admit, it was better than I thought it would be. The grandmother, spoiler alert, the grandmother's a witch, uh, okay? Yeah. Now, yeah. and she, at the, at the very end, she finally catches on, and everybody's happy, and la-dee-da, and we get the happy ending and everything. I do not want to see this movie again, okay? Now, I, that's not necessarily saying it's bad, it's just the kind of movie, because there are certain movies I don't want to see again, okay? Some movies I can see again. I could watch Silence of the Lambs again, about once a year I can watch it. Psycho I can watch over and over, which kind of says something about me. <laughs> but Unforgiven, I couldn't watch. I can't watch Unforgiven again, okay? I can't put myself through that. I can't watch The Last House on the Left again which is a movie that's been notorious here in our Geeking Out archives. I, I enthusiastically recommend all adults see The Last House on the Left. It's not an easy watch. In fact, it's a very brutal watch. Watch it once and see just how far you can go with it because it's real hard to get through. That's, I can see that movie once and I have no desire to see it again because I can't put myself through that again. Mm. In Canto... It wouldn't be the ordeal, I mean, because Last House on the Left, I can't believe I'm comparing Encanto to Last House on the <laughs> yeah, Left. Uh, yeah. Last House on the Left is honestly an emotional ordeal. It's, it actually hurts to watch, okay? And if it doesn't hurt to watch, you probably need psychological mental help, honestly. That's legit, okay? Um, with Encanto, I've seen it. I know the story. I get it. And I have no desire to sit through that again because guess what will happen? I'll zip through all the all, all the right. musicals again. So hold on. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. What are you? All right. So, though, but I uh, know you th haven't th seen all the movies that I've seen. But yes. 
in the nor do I want top three, where would you put it? Three? Hmm. I I would put Ghostbusters Afterlife at number one. And I gotta admit, it would be a little bit tougher to decide between Spider-Man and Encanto, but I'd probably give the edge to Spider-Man just because he doesn't have any musical numbers in that movie. So, Fair enough, I mean, yeah. but, but having said that, I can see, I can concede why you would have considered it one of the best movies of the year. So, Chris, here's your geek card back, and hang yes! on to this thing this time. Don't go around flubbing no 90s trivia stuff around me again, all right? But but I can actually see why you would pick this as one of the best movies of the year. And let's be honest, Chris, and I think you would agree with me, that was not a very high hurdle to clear. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, it was, it was, it's one of those things where it's like... There wasn't many movies that was, yeah. you know, out. But I know, I know. Uh, well, Dune came out last year too, didn't it? Yeah. And there were people who were salivating over that. But honestly, there are there is a. It's almost God. It's almost a cult at this point. The the Dunies who get out there and just salivate over Dune yeah. and stuff. Dune, I don't think you brought up in your list, but... I did not because I did not watch it or I did not get the chance to actually watch it. And I don't think you... I didn't either, and I don't think either of us missed anything, so... Yeah, I wasn't really... Take with you Frank Herbertites. Like, it looks good, but it wasn't one of those things where I was going oh, to watch... I think it was like two hours or something. One of those things always like, yeah. looks good. I, I have... I'm going to make a prediction right now, knowing Spike makes a prediction, look out. Go ahead and start making bank on it. Lord of the Rings is about to enter Dune territory. Because they're making... Dune, they keep dragging the same tired premise over and over, just beating it into the ground. But this time we'll do it with better graphics so it'll be great. <laughs> no, it's still the same plotting, boring plot it was to begin with, with a bunch of sci-fi sprinkled over it like fairy dust. But ultimately it's a, it's a terrible story. And terribly told. The only one that actually surprised the heck out of me, because I've always heard everybody talk about The Matrix. I thought that The Matrix had such a big fan base that I was like, oh yeah, this movie's going to sell like that, you know, this movie's going to be big. Mm -mm. And nobody came to really watch it. And nobody, the ones that did, hated it. And I'm like, Wow. <laughs> Uh, that shocks me. I just well, this is this is another topic for another time. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah, don't yeah. need to get into it because there, people will drive a franchise into the ground. They they are currently driving the Lord of the Rings into the ground over at Amazon. Okay, because they're finding excuses to keep perpetuating it. Look, Peter Jackson did the trilogy. That was awesome. Yeah. I'll even take the Hobbit, although it should have been done in two movies instead of three, if you absolutely had to. But hey. That's that's here to there. To be honest, I like the, uh, the Ralph Bakshi's treatment of the Hobbit better than Peter Jackson's <laughs> treatment of it. Even though I do adore me some Sherlock alumni. But anyway, sure. the uh, by and large, it's it, 2021 was not a great year for movies. I don't think 
we got a f we got a few good ones enough to get keep hope alive. Spider-Man's proving that there is a there is hope in the movie industry, but there is not hope in a new release that knocked Spider-Man off its off of his lofty perch after a month. And one that you're about to review, I understand the movie Scream. Scream, oh, scream. Yes. For me, I leave the e out because. And that pretty much sums up my view of the franchise. But anyway, ah, he just gets it. it uh, Chris always has to sit there and move the scrabble tiles around a little bit before he figures it out. But anyway, so Chris, quick, give your give your sixty second review of Scream. Uh, well, it was it was entertaining, just like all the other Scream movies. Mm -hmm. uh, this one follows around. It brings, of course, the old cast introduce a brand new cast and this time it uh surrounds the victim is the daughter of billy loomis who was the serial killer in the first movie played by skeet yurich who also makes a cameo in this movie which was really great to see him uh it was more brutal than all the others because with the stabbings and stuff it was way more like oh they went all out you know, uh, there was a lot of humor and a lot of, okay, yeah, that happened. Um, yeah, that's my review. It's, it's, is it good? Yeah. It, for people who like that kind of thing, it's the kind of thing those people will like. Yeah. Now, Scream... I have never seen any of the Scream movies. I just know about them and what it was about. Scream, to me, is one of those things where... Okay, Scream started out as basically, and correct me if I'm wrong... Love letter to movies. It was a love letter to horror movies. Because everybody in the movie, all the, all the potential victims in the movie had seen horror movies and knew the, the tropes and stuff that were involved. Yeah. Which was an awesome concept the first time. And it actually had some, some legs to it. You could get a second movie out of that, yeah. And they did a good job. And then it went goofy. And then they did, then they did a third. <laughs> and a fourth. And then a fourth. And a fifth. And a, you cannot continue to push these things out because you're not as clever as you think you are, okay? How uh, Think about it this way on screen, okay? How many Friday the 13th movies did it take until they made Scream? Well, a bunch. True. All the Friday, all the Friday the 13th, all the Halloween movies, except for Halloween 3, which I think was way undervalued, uh, and all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, and all those horror movies, all those slasher movies, all the... It was gore porn, okay? It's yeah. what they call gorn, okay? And and Scream, because it was a, an updated take on the slasher thing, on the whole slasher genre, it was an interesting idea, and I think Wes Craven was involved with yeah, the first did, Scream, right? he did so, them all, except for this one. Okay, so, and and Wes Craven has been involved in the, in the horror movie industry for years, so he's the one who can actually has the qualifications to, to preach on it. This one, from what I understand, is not so much poking fun at the tired old tropes in horror films 
they're looking at attire, new tropes in online critic review criticisms and reviews <laughs> like we do. And so they're the killers are doing this in order to try to get the get a remake made. So they they're doing a remake of the original movie in order to get a remake done of the original movie. And that's what they think is that's what passes for clever in 2022. Yeah. Okay. Very much. The the killers aren't that are not really that smart. And neither are the producers or the writers of this movie. Scream is a movie that shows that this studio has nothing left in the tank. It's a cash grab. Oh, and and by the way, we're going to insult our audience while we do it. Wait a <laughs> go, guys. You Legit. just you just win the you win the pony on that one. I'm sure. But it's just one of them things where you're just waiting for these things to come to it. Uh, Chris is trying to get me sick again. No. No, 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 no. No, no. no, 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 he, no, no. You, could, you could hear him in the background, but... Sorry. Now, I see... I'm looking at Chris's list right now. He keeps cards. I need to start writing things down as I think of them. But one of the things you're... You, one of the news items you have was something that somebody on this show called, what was it? It wasn't even that long ago. It was like, what, two months ago? The re, it was a remake of Quantum Leap. It was, it was, yeah, it wasn't that long yeah, ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I was talking about how to how to remake Quantum Leap. and They're doing it. And that's exactly what they're doing. Which I said, hey, you guys can take these ideas for free, but it would be nice if you'd, you know, kick me back like a couple of months of free right? streaming or something. But anyway. So anyway, do, what, do you, what do we know about this reboot so far? Uh, that it's uh, NBC that is... Uh, so far, all they did was greenlight the pilot. So, I guess whatever the pilot turns out to be... I guess it'd be a go, but that's as far as I know of. That's all I got. Well, there you go. So that's it. On okay. that one. <laughs> what else you got? You got anything else? Uh, Disney Plus is doing a Santa Claus sequel series. Yes, Tim Allen's Tim supposed Allen. to be attached yes. to that. Right? To see Tim Allen back is also really good. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised, but it's it's nice to see. Awesome. Okay, so yeah. it's it's nice to see that he's getting he's still getting work. So yeah, and of course Tim Allen's probably at the point now he doesn't need to he just does it to get out of the house. So yeah. I would imagine, and yeah. I think Tim Allen would be the first to tell you that too. <laughs> Tim Allen, there's a bunch of them. Like Tim Allen would do that. Mike Rowe would do that. Adam yeah. Savage gets out of the house still. So. There's a bunch of them. They don't need the money. They just do it because they like doing it and gets them out of the house. Yeah. And their wife doesn't argue. So, I mean, anyway. It'd be pretty cool. Uh, I think the, the <laughs> series will involve around uh, Tim Allen's supposed to be getting, like, too old for it <laughs> or whatever. So, I, it's up to one of his kids to probably take the mantle. It's from what I heard that it's about, so. Yeah. All right, what else you got in there? Uh, Gail Gadot, Wonder Woman herself, will be in a remake of a Hitchcock movie, To Catch a Thief. Why? I don't know. 
Why not? Right? You all please leave the Hitchcock movies alone. Hitchcock did it much better than you ever will. Okay. Now, do do know that they're coming out that. Uh, oh, not Murder on the Orient Express. It's Death on the Nile that's coming out. Yes. I know that's near and dear to your heart. Yes. It's... Well, I mean, Mom got us on. Well, I don't know if she got you on it, but me. It was like Sherlock. That's all she would watch is murder mystery stuff. So it's like Sherlock Perot, all of them. So I already know Perot and Death on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express and stuff like that. Plus, Kenneth Branagh is the one that writes and directs these movies who also plays Perot and Murder on the Midnight Ex uh, Murder on the Orient Express was a really good movie. I loved it. I loved how he portrayed Perot. Especially his his humorous side because it's like he has that uh what is it called uh, a uh oh I I forgot exactly what it's called, but there's like a scene in the Orient Express where he like steps in uh poop. <laughs> I forgot what kind of animal poop it is, but he steps in it and then Instead of just wiping it off, he takes his other foot and steps in it to make it even. It's hilarious. I'll bet it is, but I'll let you deal with that. It's a, it's a really good movie, so I, I'm I'm totally up for it. But yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a car accident. Yeah, I heard about that. Caused uh, a multi-car pileup or something. I don't yeah. know if he actually caused it or not, but he was involved with it. Uh, but apparently he's fine. He's doing just fine. And he's more uh, like looking after the other people that was in the accident. Who uh, apparently has some injuries and stuff like that. But, yeah. How old is Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, he's... He's like, what, 70? 60-something? He's, he's up there, I know, and I'm trying to see what... 74. 74, yeah. Okay, I'm going to... Here we go. I'm going to say something, okay? <laughs> I've said this before, actually, but this is something that belongs more over on the chore of duty, <clears throat> which, by the way, we're finally going to be doing an episode of that this week, so stand by. That'll be coming. I have said for a while that with people living longer and longer, their brains are not always keeping up with them. I've said for a while that once you start collecting Social Security, you need to start doing uh, updated driver's testing. In other words, you got to do a road test in order to keep your <laughs> driver's license. And I know I get that look from everybody. It's like, how dare you? Sweet cheeks. So are you You're saying that Terminator started this yes. car accident? So he, I'm not saying he did it on purpose. I'm saying once you get past the age of 65, your reflexes are already mostly gone. Okay? And in California, especially where half the people are idiots, the other half are insane. You need to be on your, you need your wits about you, and you need to have your reflexes, like, real tight, or else you're going to get involved in a multi-car pileup, okay? But I've said before, I'll say it again, you need to take a road test again at 65, again at 70, and then at 70, 
72, 74, and then once you hit 75, every year after that. <laughs> At least once a year to prove you don't, you aren't going to kill anybody. And with, like I said, with all the boomers getting older and older and, and losing it more and more with every passing day. And, and I'm saying this as a 50-year-old guy who's going to be dealing with this shortly enough. There may be a time you have to take the keys away. So, kids, pay attention to your parents. If, if, if dad keeps backing into the mailbox, how many other... How many women with baby strollers has he backed into oh, that you don't oh, know about? Okay. Oh, so anyway. Wow. Wow. Just saying. But wow. This week on the chore duties. This week on the chore duty. Where the hell did the Christians go? <laughs> I've been threatening that one for three weeks. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But anyway. Anything else left here, Chris? Because uh, we're already two, 30 minutes into this. I got two. Uh, yes, yes, yes. What's this that? one. This yes. one. I didn't know if I should talk about it or not because nah, I let's see. It has uh you need to look it up in order to actually understand what's going on. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is being sued again for defamation <laughs> Good by grief. a family of a Marine uh that passed away and because he commented on the sister's photo or some sort, it goes on and on and on. Apparently the sister was part of the whole, uh, you know, the storming the Capitol thing? Mm-hmm. Well, she is in a picture of all of that, and he made a comment, and now, <laughs> somehow, her and her sister's death has something to do with uh, Alec Baldwin's uh, tweeting on this woman's post, and now they're suing him for... <laughs> it's it's a I and don't know. I, I do know. You know why? Why? Because who has money? Exactly. That's what it seems like it is because as I was reading it, it seems like that they just want money. Because like why why are you like uh, oh stupid. Yeah. Anyway. So what else you got? Big news Microsoft buys active uh Activision, Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. I was wondering how that one was going to play out. Activision has its roots way back in Atari. It's a bunch of Atari programmers. Way back with the Atari 2600, before you were born, yeah. actually. And they got tired of working long hours, dealing with a bunch of crap, not even getting credit for it, much less not getting residuals on the things they create. And Blizzard got in trouble like not too long ago for things behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. The exact same shenanigans, shit. yes. So it all comes back to poo. So and now Xbox owns it all. Uh, well, so they yeah. well to be honest, because they don't want Sony, and they have to because let's let's face it, Microsoft doesn't do name name a franchise Microsoft has going for it before this. Halo. Uh-huh. Uh, Minesweeper. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like a bunch. But now, they got their hands on Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Diablo, Overwatch, and uh, Cash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. So, it's... They'll get their $68 billion worth. And, oh. and for Microsoft, honestly, it's it's a drop in the bucket. They've... 
Bill Gates has so much cash he couldn't I wanna, care less I about it. But give them a hand on that one. Good job, guys. <laughs> oh, and uh, did you see the trailer for Moon Knight yet? Yes. I can't wait to see this. I honestly want to give the. I'm gonna at least give the first episode a try because Moon Knight is one of those Gonzo, bat crap crazy, concepts. Oh, I've really? told you before. It's almost like a. It's almost like a Batman. But in kind of like a crazy schizo, like, crazy schizo moonlight type of thing, it's it's hilarious. But this this is going to be fun, so I can't wait to see that. And we've got uh, Black Adam awesome. toys are starting to appear. Did you see the one about Sabic? Uh -uh. Black Adam is the Black Adam movie is coming. McFarland Toys has released a a list of. Uh, Action figures and stuff that they're going to put out and to go with the movie. This will be, these will be coming out in June 2022. The movie's going to come out in July. Uh huh. <laughs> you have Black Adam in his old costume, Black Adam in his new costume, but you'll also see Adam Smasher from the JSA. You'll see Doctor Fate, Cyclone, and uh, Hawkman, and there'll be a Sabic Mega Fig. Now the Mega Fig is where you get bits and pieces and the other characters and you. Assemble them together and make you great, great big character. So, Sabic, wow. Sabic is going to be the villain in this apparently, and uh, I know there's a listing here of where he got his. Okay, there it is. Now you know Shazam gets his powers from like Hercules and Atlas and Zeus, and so every letter in Shazam stands for a different god. Sabic is the same way his character, his name, each letter refers to a different evil creature. So it, let me read this out to you. Satan Whoa, is wow. the S. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Aim, Belial, Beelzebub, Asmodeus, and Cratius. They gave him superhuman strength and vulnerability pyrokinesis in other words he can set things on fire and make the fire move superhuman endurance and flight <laughs> and that is see now let's okay hold on hold on i just <laughs> want to point out this you named you named all these people that he got his powers by yes and least. you're like okay that's somebody i want to stay away from right but then you started to mention the powers that he got and yeah. you're like oh so basically, yeah. Basically, not, he's, he's I mean, Captain. <laughs> he, basically, he's Captain Marvel with the yeah. with the flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Well, now you don't seem that threatening, but the names alone was like, oh, okay, that's that's too much bad. I'm Chris. Now. Chris is seeing what Sabak looks like, but in the new school, but yeah, complete with the upside down pentagram on his chest and stuff, and then oh. here's the. Here's the old school one right here. So, oh, wow. <laughs> he actually used to be a Captain Marvel Jr. villain. But anyway. Oh, wow. So, wow. so that's going to be hilarious. But. So if you've got <laughs> nothing else to talk about, uh, I'm just going to go ahead. Let's let's call a wrap. You got a last thing you want to... Oh, and real quick, Jeff Johns alert. He's doing uh, Flashpoint Beyond, and he's bringing Thomas Wayne back with him. Oh. And he doesn't care what DC wow. has done. He's going to go his own way because he's Jeff Johns. Darn it. Wow. 
DC is really on their last gasp. They need anything well, that can because they keep making sell. stupid decisions. Yes. They, did you hear they're going to kill the Justice League? They're going to kill and bury the entire Justice League so they can do the second generation characters so they don't... Here's the hilarious part. Ethan Van Skyver just recently did a, a point on this. Okay, so Superman is Clark Kent, right? Yeah. And they published Superman as Clark Kent with special arrangement with the estates of uh, Jerry Schuster and Joe Siegel, I think. Hopefully I got those right. I'm, I can't think right now. Well, they're going to kill Clark Kent. They've done it before. Now, Jonathan Kent is Superman, but Jonathan Kent was created by somebody new, but they did that under a work for hire. So they don't get any, any money from it. And guess what? Because it's not Clark Kent anymore, it's not really their Superman that Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster created. There we go. I got it. It wasn't the character they created, so they don't get any residuals either. Ta-da! DC gets to wow. profit from everything. And that's why Batman... Batman's not Bruce Wayne anymore. It's some black guy. So they don't have to pay the guys who created Black Batman because they created them under work for hire. Now they don't have to pay Bob Kane and Bill Fingers estates anything either. And it, they did this with The Flash. They're doing it with Wonder Woman. They're doing it with everybody. Huh. So I'm all for Jeff Johns coming back. And, of course, the... The social justice warriors are furious because they all hate Jeff Johns. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Hashtag, I stand with Jeff Johns. And I will still read Jeff Johns' tea leaves over anything else, any other direct the rest of these guys come up with. So, just doing a quick look and making sure I've got everything. Okay. So, Chris, if you have nothing else... You got a last word you want to get in before we wrap this episode? Because we still gotta we still gotta record an episode of the Chore of Duty. But you got your geek card back. I got my geek card back. There I got go. my geek card back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's oh, yeah. Happy. So until next time, happy campers. Hopefully it won't be another three weeks, but we'll see if the weather cooperates the or not. You little boy. <laughs> So until then, I'm Spike. I'm Chris. That was Chris. We'll see you next time on Geeking Out. Tie yeah. on.